my name is Deb. Welcome back to the Encounter Podcast. Today we will talk on our series, Love versus Love. So let's get started. Um, the first thing we have to understand is the difference between lust versus love. And we were told not to talk too much on love because we're going to have a whole series on, on or a whole episode on love. So stay tuned for that one. But let's just, you know, kind of skim the surface. Uh, love is what gratifies the other person. Uh, love always places um, the needs of the other person before yours. It's always selfless versus lust, which is always to gratify yourself. It's always looking to please yourself. Um, we can see this just in First um, Corinthians 13, I believe, 4 and, and on. And it talks about how love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. It's always talking about how you can be better to another person. Versus lust is you're looking for quick gratification. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking and I was talking with the girls here and Sam, of course. I was thinking, um, I was thinking like lust is such a powerful thing, you know what I mean? Like lust can be confused with love. You know what I mean? And sometimes I, I see a lot of, for example, I'm a man, so I have to see the man, the man point of view. Like a man is willing to say anything to a woman so they can sleep with them. To be in reality, that's what happens. And it's the woman's job. And I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's just a woman's job because that's incorrect. But if you're a Christian woman and you're out there being said, whatever you need to be said by an unchristian man, you need to be, you need to watch out and you need to understand the difference between this. And I see an example in the Bible where Amnon rapes his daughter, uh, his daughter, his daughter of his sister, uh, Tamar, mm -hmm. that he was so set. He was so set in his mind that he wanted to have sex with his own sister. And when he did, and when they finally came together, the craziest thing is that he did not want her anymore. And that's what he hated her. And that's what literally guys happens 90% of the time that this happens when the, mm -hmm. you guys, we have premature sex and you guys are not married. There is hate. There is some type of that. You don't want to be there anymore. You don't like him anymore. You don't love him anymore. And we, we that's what we're trying to be against. That's what we're trying to, um, how do you say that? Um, prevent. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that usually it hurt, it hurts more women, you know, cause they feel used. They feel like they were just the toy mm -hmm. and they get thrown to the side. And we want to prevent that feeling. You know, Danny, I was going to say right now that you were saying all these things. I was thinking like, uh, what happens when there's lust in a relationship that has not yet been to marriage? It leads to fornication. What happens when there's lust in a marriage? It leads to adultery. So anytime that there's lust, what it leads to is the death of something that could have been beautiful. And I, I love how you said that uh, lust is powerful. It is, but never as powerful as love, right? Because right, right. God is love. And love is so much more. It's just we're barely scratching the surface. Like our minds can barely fathom really what love is. It's because we have to understand as well that our heart is deceitful. You right. know what I mean? And our, our heart wants it. There's a saying out in the world saying the heart wants what the heart wants. And that's not like, is it true? Yes, it's true, right? It's very true. Your heart's going to say, I want this. I want a lollipop now. Yeah. Or for example, the without, without, without having lust, for example, you want a burger now. Like that's your stomach telling you, hey, I'm hungry. But could you have something more healthy? Could you cook at home? Yeah, and that's the decision you have to make in order to be healthy spiritually and in your bodily. Yeah, like, I remember growing up, like, high school, there's a lot of, like, teens having sex. Left and, yeah, and hormones were everywhere. And then they'll be like, it's because in the moment, you don't think. But I was like, I think you think. You just want to push, suppress all the other choices you have in your right head and be like 
can I stop this? Yeah, I can, but I'm enjoying this. And that's the thing. It's like, um, just for a few minutes of enjoyment, you're going to throw everything away and be like, yeah, that was cool. It's not even, it's not even worth the... The, the excitement, yeah. yeah. Like at least on a ride, you get like at least you know two, three minutes of just solid excitement. But with with this, it, it's so true. Look, I see it as a, as a point of view as a woman, and how horrible would it feel? Like you gave everything to a man, mm-hmm. and a man can just walk away and say, "Hey, who's next?" And a woman's like, "Yo, I gave you the yeah. most important thing that it gave me. You know, my virginity or or my my my, my sexual. You know, my whatever it is that that it that it is. I don't want to get too close into that or <laughs> talk too deeply into that. We have to be careful, guys, and we have to uh, have our eyes peeled and our spirit our spirit vigilant to understand the difference between love and lust. I think it's also important to um, recognize that love is a decision that you make. Um, you decide to keep loving a person despite their mistakes, despite their flaws, despite all the, the things that might not be the greatest about them. But lust, it's like you don't care about anything about that person. Like it doesn't matter to you if they're the most horrible person in the world because all you see is the outside, the, phys- the physical attraction of them. Whereas love goes deeper than that, it goes inside of the person. Like the, the inside is what makes you fall in love. I was going to say, like, if we look at an example of this in 2 Samuel 11, we can read the story of David and Bathsheba. I don't know if I'm saying that right, guys. Um, see it? Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Okay. Her. Um, and we see that the... I heard someone preaching about this. I think it was you, Danny, that, like, what was David supposed to be doing in that time? He was the king. The king was supposed to oh, be at... If you find it, read it. Yeah. It says that he was he was uh, wandering around the halls when whole israel was, was at, at war, war. Yeah. what was yeah yeah it was somebody else i don't know who you're right it was somebody else i was preaching and i saw i heard it and i was like that's so amazing uh, it was amazing okay yeah and he, it was saying that like while the king was supposed to be at war what he was doing was just wandering around so that laying around what did it do it opened his his mind to other things instead of doing his function instead of doing what he was supposed to be doing he went and he saw Bathsheba uh showering and or uh, I don't know I, I can't imagine that but let's let's say showering for now and um, when he saw her right he he was like okay I gotta have her and he sent out for her husband to be killed but that's not the point like his lust his lust led to all of this right he eventually he had her and they married but uh, what was his consequence although David was sorry he had a consequence and his consequence was that his uh, his firstborn for Bathsheba died and. Um, you know, what, what leads us to understand that our sin um, conceives death. Our sin leads to death. Always. Sorry, guys. My brain's a little bit. And before you keep going, two types of deaths. Because he planned the death of the husband of Bathsheba and his son died. I think that's it's why. It's an eye for an eye, dude. And that, I think that's why God killed their son. Killed his son. Not because, not because he sinned, but because he killed a man to be with another woman that wasn't his. Go ahead. Sorry. I think it's interesting that um if you think about it david's calling was to fight the enemies of israel right but then his the the lust was so powerful that it turned his calling against him because he ended up killing the people he was supposed to be fighting for which is like amazing because your your lust can be so powerful that it 
turns your calling against you. It blinds you to see your purpose, right? And mm-hmm. go against it. I think the only thing, uh, the only good thing that I guess David did was married Bathsheba, right? Yeah. He ended up marrying her, and that's how he, I think, righted his wrong. But uh, we have to understand that lust, this feeling that we get, we have to fight it, guys. That's why I always tell every single person and every single girl and every single guy that comes and talks to me that's under 18, like, oh, Danny, you know, she's so pretty, or Danny, he's so handsome. I'm like, dude, if you can't take it, don't be in that place. For example, there's a saying in the world saying, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. That meaning, if you can't have, if you can't handle texting girls at night, because you know you start getting a little bit lusty, <laughs> don't text them. I always say nothing good happens after 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> because you're by yourself. You're by yeah. yourself. You're like, like it happens only when you're by yourself. David was by himself, and then what did he do? He peeked outside his window, and he was like, damn, she's a hottie, you yeah. know? <laughs> and and, 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 and the same thing with Amnon. He was by himself. Yeah. When, when but you could over. see, like, where their lust took them. Amnon thought it was um, love, but no, he fell sick. It's like, bro, that's not love. Love shouldn't get you sick. Right. It was something else. An and, and you know yeah. what? You know what's so crazy? What you guys say about that he saw Bathsheba, David? I'm sorry to go back to this. Yeah. That's the Bible says that he looked out his window because he was wandering. He was alone and wandering and looked out the window. And today's today's houses barely even have any windows, but we do have a portable window, which is called our cell phone, mm-hmm. and our Instagram, and our Facebook, and our TikTok. That's a portal that we open. And what do we see there? Many other Bathsheba's. Naked, showering. Now you've you've gone to TikTok, right? All yeah. the challenges about you know show how curvy you are or show your body, and I'm just looking at like that's how, that's what people are trying to. They're trying to make the uh, water murky so you don't feel the difference between both. Mm-hmm. So what's the next? What's the next? Um, the question? next one is what we're talking to like what kind of lust there are. Wow, wow. Well, for a fact, there's one in the eyes, right? With with what you watch, right? Uh, we yeah. were talking about in the ears, what you listen to. Yeah. Some people like to hear nasty stuff. Um, even uh, in the eyes, I'm just going to stick to those. You guys can do the rest. Mm-hmm. In the eyes, people like to even sometimes read mm-hmm. stuff. And um, that's mostly girls. And most, It's mostly girls that they fall into that. And you know what I always said? That a text is so different from when it's said than from what it's actually being read. So, for example, a guy can be like, oh, I love you. But for a girl, it's more like, I love you. <laughs> Yeah, bro, and it's so different. <laughs> yeah, it's so different, right? If I said, if I said, hey, hey, guy, Diane, I love you, and then just moved away, and I would have said, I love you. There's two different mm-hmm. things, and that's why I always say, and I'm like, dude, text is for the devil, for the devil only. <laughs> but so, so their eyes and ears. People like to listen, and people like to read or watch stuff. What, what, what else do we have? Diane, I was gonna say, just, I just want to back up. Sorry, the one that you said for the eyes. Um, Eve in Genesis three six we see, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasing to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make wise, she took of its fruit and ate. So what was it that opened for her this deep desire? Her eyes. So yeah, the eyes are literally what started sin. So, well, obviously her ears too, because she was listening to what the serpent had to say. But it's very important to understand this. Sorry, Josiah, I cut you off. I, no, actually, I have another example for this. Um, when when Jesus was tempted by Satan, it says in the Bible in Matthew 4, 8 to 9, it says, He showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And so what did he do? He showed it to him. He made him visualize what he could have if only 
he did with Cain asked. So we have the eyes, the ears, we said the tongue, right? The, tongue. the mouth is very important. Yeah, also the nose. The nose, what we smell, we have to be careful. Yes. I was going to say the mouth, Danny. I always, I, I used to have this like crazy argument with uh, uh, my older brother about like, oh, like why is kissing like wrong? And, and he would always tell me, look, it's not that it's wrong. It's, it's an ignition. Like literally the word kiss means to ignite. So it's like starting a car. And what are you starting the car? Where are you trying to go? Like what is the purpose, right? To move. And that's what he was saying. Like, if you are going nowhere, why would you start the car? Have, have and you, I think that was an amazing example. <laughs> have you ever seen those fire starters when they go? Yeah. So imagine this. I always imagine people. So, for example, Danny, for example, fire is sex. I just say it right. Fire equals sex. So it's like me going around with the fire starting. Just going to look everywhere. Sooner or later. Something's gonna catch on fire. Yeah. Something's gonna burn you. And if you don't yeah. know that, ask California. We've had the worst <laughs> fires here. And I'm telling you why? Because people go around throwing stuff that you know, cigarette Cigarettes. butts or whatever it is. And I'm telling people, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, kissing is incorrect. Oh God, kissing. Why is it bad? Because it starts. It's an igniter. It's like you going doing those cheese pass and waiting and then waiting for somebody to catch fire not everything's yeah. gonna catch fire but that one bush that's super dry yeah. is gonna catch fire like okay probably a girl might be like no but kissing is enough because this is again yeah. like consejos from my mom so my mom will always say like for a girl you're you're like okay with just holding hands hugging Probably kissing, but like you said, a kiss is an ignite, an ignition for what? For the guy. The guy is like, most guys are not like, like, oh yeah, let's just stick to hugging, kissing, and that's it. I'm okay. It's like, no, they're going to want a little more. They like to push the limits. Yes. Well, to be fair, let, let's be nice, because sometimes it's not always the girls. Sometimes, I mean, it's not always the guys. Sometimes it's the girls who are like, um. <clears throat> but rather, most likely than not, Men are the ones that are that that are pushing the limits. The fire starters. No, 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 no. I feel like starters. <laughs> no, the starters, starters both. Yeah, the both. But the ones that push the limits. That I, I, the flames. I, Mostly, but not always. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Okay. Let's just there, we're still on your side. Let's just get 80-20. 80-20. But yeah, uh, so so we have the eyes, the ears, we have the mouth, and we have the nose. We said right, mm -hmm. which and then the touch, the flesh, right? When yeah. we touch, of course, guys, that can also be. We can lust many ways. And I think we should have an episode of just these because we can go on forever about these. Yeah. Um, but but I was going to say, so you guys understand that there's on every, what would you say, on any, on every sense we can lust. Yeah. Even I even saw, I even had one that I'm, I guess we can do a, a sixth sense with this, but mental. You can, mm -hmm. your, men, your mind can lust. Lying. Your mind can probably have more sex in your body your body has and you mm -hmm. not even notice yeah and 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 i'm always i'm always thinking about that i'm like oh my god my mind is a lot older than my even body is because <laughs> i can probably be a virgin on the outside but inside i'm a deprived man you know that i'm sleeping with every single girl that i see and we have to be careful guys that there's people like that out there okay what's next come on we only have all a few right so, uh, yeah i know i'm so sorry the, this is such a good topic but guys as you know we're only touching the surface because we're going to keep going into it and into it so we're going to talk about some of the characteristics of lust and i think that just from the ones we've seen is like obsession like it comes with the thrill it's self-gratifying doesn't wait what'd you say on it first current it's not patient it's not patient and if... danny it doesn't endure it dominates it doesn't last it just 
It's fleeting. It's just for a while, and then, like, it's just temporary. Just like Sam just said, it's temporary. It's just... Remember your shirt? It says, uh, <laughs> I always tell you if it's a Holy Spirit <laughs> shirt, but it's not. It's like a little, it's like a little, like, dove with fire. And I always think it's a Holy Spirit, right? And mm. I'm like, that's such a beautiful <laughs> thing. And then I turn it around and it says, I'm not here for a long time, but for a good time. <laughs> 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 which, which, which is hilarious but it's hilarious but that's exactly what lust is yeah. I'm not here for a long time I'm only here it's for a good, good time man. and we have yeah. to understand that if somebody ever says that to you you look at them and you say ha 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 you turn around and you walk away run away run away actually because the bible says to run away from your passions yeah. so guys what is the characteristic of love not patient uh, what would we say? I can read powerful, it. right? We said it was powerful. It's, it dominates. It dominates all your senses because we just yeah. went over all five and six senses. Yeah, you're, you're the biology uh, graduate here. There's so five senses, like physically, right. but then the sixth sense is it's your the mind. Men, the, men, the mind, right? Yeah. So, so uh, we have to be careful. Yes. So it's unkind. It envies. It boasts. It's arrogant. It's rude. It insists on its own way. It's irritable and resentful. It does. It rejoices in wrongdoing. Sorry, guys, I'm reading First Corinthians thirteen four, and I'm trying to see the opposite. You know what that sounds like? It, it hates the truth. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like the love that the world that offers us, offers yeah, us. fleeting. Be like, oh, is your, you know, is the one you love talking with the other girls? Oh, envy. Oh, hate them. Oh, insist on your own way. If you notice, it just mm-hmm. take away sex. But even even girls not today, it's their way or their highway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, it's not like that. It should be 100% and 100% makes a huge 100%. Right? And you know, one of the biggest difference of love and lust, Danny, is that love can see flaws and see past them versus lust. Once you see uh, like a flaw, it's like, ugh, do I still really like them? Kind of like with that mad, right? Once he had her, I don't know, maybe she had this giant expectation of her. And when he did, he was just like, eh, I guess. So he, he hated her because what he wanted was something fleeting, something just gratifying to himself. Something that... Yeah. Something that pleased him in the moment. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, let's go. So we move on to the next question, which is, is my attraction for someone leading me to lust over them? Look, I feel I was I was talking to, to Diane and maybe she can, she'll, she'll take head on this one. But I was telling Diane, I was telling, look, the attraction is not bad. For example, mm-hmm. uh, is every guy attracted to women? Yes. That's the way that God made it to be. So yes. Mm-hmm. Is every girl attracted to a man? Yes, and that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. When you miss when you mix attraction and sex is when we have lust. It's like literally like a potion, right? Yeah. You're not well, what is that one thing that you can't do? You can't have ammonia and, and chlorine, I think, together because you'll oh, die. Oh yeah. Right? Chlorine, yeah, yeah, like if you mix those two, yeah. you can almost die. But if you have them separate and you're cleaning, bro, you're probably you're good. You know, yeah. you don't you're not gonna die from that. So we have to be careful. When you put attraction and sex together, we get lust, and lust can lead to sin, and sin can lead to death. Yeah. So basically you hit it on the nose. Oh sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like attraction isn't bad. Like like always. Like you're gonna be attracted to the opposite sex all the time. It's when you do something about it. The kids I know, like, I talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so likes this. I'm like, that's not bad. It's when you make something out of it. That, when you act upon those feelings, that's when it turns bad. That's when you start committing the sin. And that's when you're at home at night texting that girl, saying, like, hey, what's up? And, like, or, like, the other way around, because now girls are very, like, 
yeah. like up front now. Yeah, and then they're like, they hey, what's up, boy? Like, <laughs> come through, you know? Sup. Yeah, so it, it's like, it's not the bad of being attracted to someone because that's us biologically human. We're going to be attracted to someone is when you put hormones into it. Right. That's when it turns bad. I was going to say that the Bible says like not to covet uh, your brother's wife or whatever. We shouldn't covet in general, right? Mm -hmm. And so attraction is literally just acknowledging beauty. But mm -hmm. coveting is wanting to have it, to, for it to be yours. Again, for you to, to burn be, in passion exactly. with it. Exactly. And for you to possess this, for you to have this. So you take something that's beautiful and you make it yours, which is that's when it's wrong, right? So yeah, yeah. absolutely, guys. And Please even, get crazy with attraction. Don't get crazy with lust. And even if, if the girl that you're, you're lusting is not, it's not a uh, is not married remember that they still they still have a head over them which is their father for if a, if, a, if a woman is not married their father is literally the immediate um how do i say that head of them and if they don't have a father then jesus becomes the father so we have to be careful of how what and what we covet because if it's not yours do not touch it and if it's not yours until you put a ring on that finger so we have to make sure that we are attracted but no sex in that attraction. You know what I mean? It's so tough to say that because you know now the world is saying attraction is sex, but we have to we have to separate it. It's mm -hmm. oil and water. It doesn't mix. That's what we were talking about last week, right? How the the media portrays like love is, and it's wrong. We need to look at our Bibles to see how love really is. You know what? I feel like sometimes as we don't have to go super deep into the Bible. If you've heard about Jesus Christ, he has shown it many ways at the time over and over again. For example, he died for us. He never insisted on his own way. He died kindly. He was patient. You know what I mean? Like even with the even just with the movie that you can see The Passion of the Christ, you see how much love that it was. But you're right. When if you want to see deeper into what love is, yeah, that is. But even if you just see the the story of Christ, mm -hmm. the story of Christ is filled overflowing with love and we just have to look at that and open our hearts and say oh that's what love is somebody that's willing to die for you so how can we know like when attraction is leading to lust i guess it's just in your mind like literally like if you see look if you see the girl you like and you know it's like you know hey how are you god bless you this isn't that perfect the minute it's like a you know i don't know how to say this but when you have those passionate eyes you know, like the intentions of your heart, for example. For example, I don't know if you've ever, if you ever has um, seen this, but I've seen this with so many kids and they feel like they can fool me, but they give out, they stare at each other, like ever so passionately. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just looking at them. And actually, let me tell you a story. Last time there was two kids liking each other, I used to tell them, guys, don't be with each other because you guys gonna, it's gonna be bad. Just to end the story, they both ended up leaving church because they went way too far but the point is that they used, they used to look at each other and used to go like what's up like like going and patting their 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 their, their <laughs> lip so and i used to look at him and i was like no and you know me right yeah. you know me i'm like bro i used to put them on blast all the time like no 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 do they look they get all red and i'm mm. like bro that's exactly when you have to stop if you're doing that in front of people run away bro because you're sooner or later gonna hit sex and then Either he's gonna hurt, hate you, or she's gonna hate you, or there's gonna be a baby in between. You know what I'm thinking? If you're if you're not afraid to do that in public, what do you do in private? You know, which is why I think it's mm -hmm. important to set our own boundaries, guys. I think we have to stop pretending to be someone we're not. 
church is a place for people who are sick in their in their spirit like their spirits are are sad and they want to be better so let's let's stop pretending that we are these perfect human beings who always behave and set boundaries for yourself if you're gonna go out let's say one of the questions here is like are you, aren't you supposed to be physically attracted to the person you're in a relationship of course why would you be in a relationship with someone you're not physically attracted to or it could just be that you're attracted to their heart which is okay great high five for you most of us need physical attraction too but if you are in this in this uh, relationship and you're already physically attracted to them, don't put yourself in a position where that physical attraction is going to turn into lust, which which is why sometimes your parents give you a curfew or they send you with your little brother who is really annoying. Yes, but they're trying to make you get to the altar pure so that when uh, you consummate your love, it has the blessing of the Lord on it. And that's sex is great. Sex is awesome, but in its time. And so, yeah, I guess that's what I would say is set boundaries. Know yourself. If if you know that after t at 10.01 p.m., you start getting a little frisky, stop texting at 10 p.m. It, it's just the way you have to... You have to learn to set your own boundaries. And whoever is not willing to respect these boundaries does not love you. What they're doing is lusting after you. So girls or guys, if no one, if the other person who you are physically attracted to and you're in a relationship with or whatever, does not respect your boundaries, they don't love you. And that's just, there's no other way around that. Find someone who does. Find someone who's willing to say, yes, you know what? You are worth my time. You are worth the prize. And I will wait and I will do and I will have these boundaries if it means that at the end I get to have you. Like Jacob, absolutely. Of course, Jacob and, and Rachel were not like holding hands secretly on the fields. No, he had to wait for her, work for her, right? But I'm not saying holding hands is bad. I'm saying everybody knows your own boundaries. Giselle, maybe your boundary is holding hands. My boundary is hugging. You know, everybody knows what they feel and how they're lusting. Where is your mind? Where is your heart? Sorry, Sam, I'm just talking the whole time. Go. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to back up what you were saying, um, there's, a, there's a saying that says... Um, being in a relationship is kind of like, you know, shopping without money, you know, going shopping without money. You either leave frustrated or you take something that doesn't belong to you, you know. <laughs> and that's how that's how most people are, you know, and they're in a relationship <laughs> and they're either frustrated because they're not getting what they want or they either, you know, like we're talking about lust, they either take it forcefully, which is what something that doesn't belong to the other person. You know, the Bible says in James 1, verse 14 and 15, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Meaning what? Meaning when we put ourselves in a position of our own, you know, desire, we're opening a door to temptation. And we either have the option to... You know, be like Joseph, run away, or just act upon it. And when we act upon it, it we start feeding that desire, and it, you know, it slowly starts, you know, giving, starts growing. Next thing you know, it conceives, gives birth to that thing. We we once it once was a thought. It gives birth. It, it comes to life, and what happens? We becomes an action and. You know, we bring it to Christian terms, we spiritually die. We lose something. Mm -hmm. You know, like you guys were talking about uh, the story of David and Bathsheba. When the prophet came and and told David what God had for him, I was reading and it said that 
Literally, God told David, David, I gave you everything you've ever wanted. I gave you a kingdom. I gave you, you know, a wife. I gave you everything. But because of what you did, I could have gave you so much more. But because of what you did, you know, I can't. You know how? Yeah, but like imagine, you know, just one little thing. How one little thing can ruin a lot. Yeah, I get it. We're in the... It's kind of, you know, it's exciting when you're in the moment. But don't just think about yourself. Think about, you know, other people. Think about the other person. Think about your future, maybe. You know? And Sam, just to add to that, think about who you belong to. Because we are not our own. Our, we are not ourselves. We belong to the Lord. And that's what it says in First Corinthians 6, 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the, sexual immor the sexually immoral person sings against his own body. Or do you not know that, you are, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, guys. I don't even think we're going to finish this whole thing today. Um, I think we're going to have a part two, but I was going to tell you guys that Guys, this is just the surface of lust. <laughs> so imagine there's so much more to this, and there's so much more. Um, let's go to one more question, and then and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up. Go ahead. All right. Um, it says, "Aren't you supposed?" Oh, we just read that one. What do I gain by stopping these thoughts and feelings when they're so gratifying? <sighs> I think we just read it, Daddy. First Corinthians, and that's the last one too, huh? Yeah. So we actually we actually finished it. Look, I think, and I, I think. I think that everything that has something to do work. For example, you just graduated, right, mm -hmm. Diane? Was it easy? No. Right? You wanted to cry? Or you were telling me last time, right, that some class made you cry, like, so much that it was ridiculous? Yeah. Like, it was painful, right? But how did it feel to walk on the stage? Dude, it felt amazing. Right? Even though I couldn't walk stage because of COVID, but it's like I got to, like, stand up and be able to be recognized, right. like, in front of people. So I was like... Wow, but, I actually made it. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens when somebody walks virgin and they walks, uh, uh, you know, to your to your wedding, to to the altar when they're clean and they have no sex and they have no lust. That's how it feels. That's why they. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's why brides used to wear. Well, they still do, white, mm -hmm. because it was a sense of saying, "Hey, I made, I made it. This is my graduation today. I'm going to give myself to my husband, pridefully, like." I don't, it's not pridefully, but but how do you with say pride. Yeah. with pride? Like I'm I'm proud to do this, mm -hmm. and I did it right. I did it the right way with no lust, but sex, sex the way God wants us to do it. I was just gonna add to everything you say because I just want to add all the time. But um, it's it's so difficult to do these things like you guys were just saying like yeah like a graduation but every sacrifice like god is a good good father like he's a better father than the fathers we have here and hasn't your like dad or mom ever asked you guys to give something up but instead they reward you with something better and that's what happens when we sacrifice something that our flesh wants but our spirit should not have god sees that sacrifice and he rewards us greatly and although it's hard when we are gifted with that with that like reward I think it makes everything seem like okay, it was worth it. Like it was hard, but look what I have now. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why God gives you a, a good wife, maybe a wife that's kept her herself or a husband that's kept herself. I mean, I always wonder. Like right now, I think what is the what is the um, statistic? I think fifty percent of the marriages 
become divorced, right? At the end of the day. So imagine God blesses you to be one of those 50 out of 100 that don't get divorced, that don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Last time I was getting, I don't know, I was talking to this this lady and she was telling me that her son was super, he was like a special special agent and uh, he was making a lot of money. And then he was like, yeah, you know, I helped her. I helped him get a, a house and a, a condo, and you know he's renting it now. And I go, oh, that sounds like so good. How old is he? He's like, oh, he's like forty something. Keep in mind, this woman was a little bit up in age, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's so beautiful. He's like, yeah, but he lost everything. I'm like, how? How did he lose everything? He got divorced. Oh, so that so you you know we have to be careful, guys. Everything that we do out of God's timing is incorrect. Is sexual immorality everything out of marriage is sexual immorality, and if uh, if we if we are able to withstand the passion and we withstand the temptation, God is going to give us something beautiful. Go ahead, Sam. You want to say something for the last time? First uh, Samuel fifteen twenty two says, "What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices, or your obedience to His voice?" Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of the of the rams. Meaning what? Yeah, sacrifice is good. God sees that. He knows that. But what he what he likes is obedience. You know, his word says flee from sexual immorality. Obey it. Run away. You know, run away. Just like when your parents tell you to do something, you obey them. You know, it doesn't say, oh, yeah, you know, all right, mom, I'm going to do this hard, super hard sacrifice to take out the trash. It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the super hard sacrifice. It's like, no, just obey. Just do what God tells you, and I guarantee your life will be a joy ride. Look, and to, and to end this episode, I think uh, we've reached, like, around, like, what, 35 minutes? So to each, to just end this episode i want to say is that you have to watch out your spirit has to be vigilant and your mind has to be vigilant and it can't be you know in the gutter it can't be somewhere that it needs to be vigilant about who's coming to you who's getting close to you who wants what from what you everything needs to be going through a filter and i think that filter is called the holy spirit and if the holy spirit is not close to you then you're not gonna know what it is what so guys thanks again for uh tuning in to uh the encounter by redeem la follow us on instagram at redeem la um yeah we put out some cool content out there i think we've gotten that pretty cool stuff so follow us give us a follow if you have any comments comments there if you have any questions give us a question anything you want to do it's all through there god bless you guys and hope this was a blessing see you guys next week